podcast with Zeb. I'm Zeb, your host here. On this episode, during the coronavirus, I decided I didn't have much time to write a new episode, so I decided to read something I wrote uh, a while ago for my blog. Just a little story, a little Zeb original, sort of. There's a story in Asian philosophy about a young monk. His goal in life and the goal of his entire religious society is to attain enlightenment. Every day the young monk completes his chores around the compound, participates in meditation practices, exercises, and does all of his monkly duties. But what he looked forward to the most was attending class every day to learn more about the world. He and his peers visit their teacher, a master who was a much older, wiser, and experienced monk already enlightened. The young monk loved to learn and gobbled up every lesson his master gave him with a voracious appetite. The duties given to him by his superiors were seemingly endless, but what little time he had to himself, he spent combing through ancient texts with lightning speed, driven merely by curiosity at its purest form. Amongst his peers, he was seen as a teacher's pet, always asking detailed questions and answering as many questions that were asked of the class as he could. Respect for one's elders and superiors was valued very highly in the society, especially in the classroom. Pupils were now pupils were not allowed to speak freely and were expected to first ask permission before inquiring or making a statement. The young monk's preferred manner of asking permission to speak was to raise only his left index finger until he was called upon. Not only did he raise his finger in the classroom, but in every aspect of his life, even when conversing with his friends, the most informal of settings. The young monk pointed to the sky with his left pointer finger to indicate he had something to add. The young monk's wise master noted, noticed his finger going up for every interaction he had in class. He studied the boy, and it didn't take long for his enlightened master to deduce that this young pupil relied on his finger to communicate with the world. This was an opportunity to teach a great lesson. <clears throat> the next day, the young monk finished his chores and made his way to class. Unlike most days, the master didn't begin lecturing about the wildlife, the written word, or math. Instead of teaching lessons about the world, he simply sat in silence, staring off into the distance while students waited patiently. With the young monk sitting in the front of the crowd as usual, his students waited patiently. With the, with the young monk still sitting there, the master finally asked a single question. What is enlightenment? The other students were taken by surprise. They sat in bewilderment. Why did their master ask such a general question? If such a question could be answered in one class, why did they spend so much time learning about the world to answer it? But the young monk did not hesitate. The question had barely left the master's lips, and the young monk's left index finger shot up to give an answer, as it always did. But just as fast as his finger pointed to the heavens, the master pulled his own right arm out from his kimono. He had been concealing a long blade in his person, and with lightning-fast reflexes, he lopped off the young monk's finger down to a bloody nub. Shocked but by what they had seen, the class was aghast. They were squirming about in mild shock, while the master was nonchalantly cleaning the red from his blade. The room, silent and peaceful, just moments ago had come alive with disbelief and panic, but what of the young monk? He was motionless, staring where his finger used to be. The monk had a profound look on his face. This was not a gaze of joy, sorrow, or even anger, but enlightenment. The master had taught his lesson. Now, I wrote this story based off a faint memory I had from an Asian philosophy course in college. 
And as soon as I finished typing it, this was just off my, my cloudy memory, I decided to look up, see if I could find the actual story. But I couldn't remember the title or anything, so I thought I'd write my own story. I ended up Googling Asian philosophy missing finger and I actually found it. Um, so it's, it is loosely based off of an existing story, something known as a koan, probably butchering the pronunciation of that, or it's a dialogue used to teach Zen students and, you know, progress in, in their teachings. You can read it on Wikipedia. The master's real title is Gute One Finger. So it's an actual thing, but after years of my memory loss or cloudiness, I came up, my imagination concocted this own version of the story. And I thought it was really interesting that the kid had his way of interacting with the world. And when the master asked him like the ultimate question, while well, the other kids are like, wait a minute, there's gotta be something going on. This kid was right to ask another question back or say something we don't know when he lopped off his finger. And when he did that, his way of communicating the world was chopped off. You know, this physical attachment to the world is gone and he was enlightened. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's not really how the actual koan story goes in Asian philosophy, but I like my version of it. Uh, not that I'm enlightened, but hope you like this special episode of the Hangover Hangout podcast. It wasn't necessarily educational. I guess it kind of was because I wrote it. Sort of. Hope you enjoyed and uh, remember, this podcast is all, all about looking at life through a different lens. I hope maybe this podcast was able to do that for you. And it's a super short one. But, you know, what can you do? We're all in quarantine. This is Zeb signing out. Tune in next time.